0: Um, well, we have been in this uh, First John series. We're going to continue in today. And um, I see some new faces out there. So I, I like to, when I'm, when I'm sitting over there, I like to know a little bit about the people talking. So just a, a quick um, couple things about myself. So um, I'm from Colorado. I love the Broncos, the Nuggets. I love uh, burritos and tacos, green chili. Yeah, I I drink a lot of coffee. I skateboard. um, I have a degree in kinesiology and a minor in coaching. And I tell you guys that because sometimes when I'm up here, well, a lot of times, I think, man, I'm not qualified to stand up here and talk. You know, I I didn't go to Bible college, I didn't go to seminary. You know, how does kinesiology (laughs) help me share about Jesus? Um, But I'm called to. To share about Jesus, to teach, and I and I and I enjoy it. Um, this, like I've, I've said several months back, this is probably not my favorite place to teach about Jesus in front of a, a bigger crowd. I've been working with youth so long that I love smaller settings with with youth, with skateboarders. I run a skateboard ministry as well, but I always uh, come up here just humbly because you know I'm not qualified by the world's standards or whatever. But God has has called me, and He's. He's pushed me into positions like this to share. So oftentimes when you're teaching about God's Word, you're learning the most. You have to spend the time wrestling with these passages and these issues and look at your own heart. So um, that's kind of where I'm at today. I mean, I I struggle with this today, and I, I don't ever want you guys to look up here and see myself or Evan or Chris or anybody else who's up here and think they have it all together. They're doing really good in these areas, and they're, you know, killing it in life and stuff like that. We all struggle. We're all on this journey with Jesus together, right? So, um, yeah, to say all that, this this passage we're going to talk to today, and actually this book deals with relationships a lot. We've been talking about, you know, relationships with God, relationships with other people. John is, is calling us over and over in this letter. Children, dear children. There's analogies about family. And this, this week, there's... Um, we're going to deal with the relationship of this world and the relationship with God. And it's a very contrasting um, thing to look about, look at. Um, so loving the world and loving God, that's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to be in uh, 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through um, 17. So you can kind of make your way there, but I also want to, I want to show an image that's going to summarize the whole message to me all right got that first image all right so there we go you guys have seen this before the the monkey trap or heard about it let's talk about it real quick before we dig in all right we have a banana in a jar which to the monkey was was very enticing right look good desirable it's actually even healthy and good for him right but what happens the monkey puts his hand in the jar to get this thing, and now he's stuck. Why is he stuck? He's trapped. Why is he trapped? He won't let go. He's got it in his hands, and he's squeezing it, but he can't actually get it out. And so what, he, what was desirable and what looked good has now trapped him. And that happens to us a lot. So this next image might make a little bit more sense. Show that next one for me, Evan. All right, so now we're not talking about a banana. We're talking about money or things, possession, things in this world. So don't just think about the money. I want you to think about things in your life. Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's a house. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's status. But it's something that you're holding on to so tight that it has actually trapped you. And this happens all the time. It's It's the system the world we live in. So we're gonna we're gonna dig into that, but I, I want this this image like in our heads as we as we talk about it because the things of this world that's what they do they they distract us they look good and uh, desirable so we go after them we get them and then next thing you know we're we're kind of stuck and we're trapped in this in this system um, and yeah sometimes these are very good things and they are, they can be healthy for us money can be really good you know having a nice house can be really good you can bless people you know i've been on the receiving end of a lot of blessings this week through through uh financial blessings people have given to a ministry that i run and i'm so thankful that they didn't hold on to what they had so tight that they weren't willing to give it up and they were to let go of it and then that's going to be a blessing for this whole community very soon as we're as we're starting this indoor skate park and ministry that we've been working towards right so it's 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 not the things themselves, but it's the love of things and possessions and also um, a way that we think and a mindset. Does that make sense? So the monkey the monkey trap, hopefully you'll, you'll think about that during the, the message and then this week. Um, so let's, let's just go ahead and dig right into the passage. It's, it's short. It's only two verses. Uh, and we're going to just camp out in this passage this week. So I need somebody to stand up and read this. Passage out loud for me. Come on, there he is. Thank you. There'll be more, so be ready. He doesn't want to read every single time. Um, Yeah, really good passage. I love this passage. I hated it and was very scared of it when I was a young man, when I first came to know Christ. Um, So if you just looked at this first uh, sentence, this would be a very depressing verse. Do not love the things of this world, anything of them. That doesn't sound good, right? That sounds very boring. That sounds like not fun. Like, what are we supposed to just go through life, hating life, like grumpy and sour all the time, like no joy? So that's, we know that's not what it's talking about, right? We know we're supposed to enjoy this life. We only have one life. God has given us this, and Jesus says he, he gives life abundantly, and, you know, we have dominion over so many things, and so this, this world can be really amazing, and we can have amazing experiences. But the heart of this passage is... In comparison with our love for God when we love things of this world we put them above God himself that's the that's the the issue here and that's what we're going to be talking about more and more Um, when we when we elevate things and ideas above God himself we get everything messed up Um, and so as a as a young Christian when I first came to know the Lord this was so hard for me, because I was, you know, at the time, I think where I really like, started wrestling with this passage was probably like 20 years old. Uh, I got saved when I was 16, um, and so probably at that point in college, and I just remember thinking, like, all right, Jesus, like, I don't want you to come back yet. Like, I love you, and I'm going to follow you, but I'm not ready for you to come back yet. I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to travel. I want to do all these things. And once I do these things, then I'll be ready for you to come back, you know, or to, to rescue us from this world. So I, was, I had this worldly mindset where, like, I just I have to get all this done first before I'm, I'm, I'm ready for you to, to really be Lord of my life and, and have everything and come back and rescue us. And so I wrestled with this for a long time. Um, but, you know, the older you get, you know, there's, there's some maturity that comes, Right. Time spent with Jesus, you you mature and you grow, and you start to realize that um, the things of this world aren't as appealing as they once were. You know, the things that I once desired so bad and I, I wanted and I was like pursuing, you know, after years of following Jesus and being with Him, it's like, you know what? They're not that good. They're not that appealing. They don't satisfy. Nothing fully satisfies except for God Himself. And, and that, that has come with just years of, of following Jesus and, and taking my, my grip of things and loosening it, right? And, and giving things to God. And um, I want to continue to come to a point where I can, I can have everything open-handed before God. So he's given me so much. He's blessed me with so many things. But I don't want to hold on to them so tight. I want to hold them loosely that at any moment God could take them away from me and I'll be completely fine with it. Or if he comes back soon I'll be happy and ready to go because this world is is broken and it's hurting and the older uh, the older you get the more life experiences you see you see uh, pain and suffering and poverty and just brokenness and you see things like families destroyed by certain issues and you see government systems fail you see just more and more of the brokenness in our world and as you see that you start to long for a better a better place you know what Jesus promised when he would come back and make all things new. And so that has taken me, you know, a lifetime of, of, of learning, and I'm still not even there yet. There's still things this week as I'm, you know, making this message and writing it down and wrestling with it that I'm like, oh, wow, like, I'm still holding on to these things very tight, you know. Um, but John is bringing us back to um, a couple different areas that really s- seem to distract us. So we're going to kind of... Um, dig into that a little bit. And he, ent- he mentions three areas. First one, lust of the flesh. So let's talk about that for a second. The lust of the flesh. What is that? That's, that's the things that, we s- that are around us, that we go to, that, can, that we think can physically satisfy us. So that might be different for everybody in here. In these areas you might be in one of these you might be in others or you might change but the lust of the flesh is a very real thing right so this might be this might be um, sex pornography it might be alcohol it might be drugs it might be food physical things that we go to because they think they're going to satisfy us they don't right we can abuse all those things and they can just lead to addictions where we just want more and more and more even good things food is a good thing. Anybody like to eat? I, I told you I like burritos. I like to eat. I, my dad is like, chef, like eating is like a part of our family. And so it's, it's food is a good thing. But what happens when you overeat? Go ahead. You're miserable, right? You feel terrible. So you can have the best food and enjoy it, but you overeat and then you're, you're just ugh, miserable. Thanksgiving's coming up. Get ready for it. Um, <laughs> So you see what I'm saying? Like these are, these are physical things. Lust of the flesh we struggle with. Um, lust of the eyes. So these are things that we see around us and we perceive that they're valuable and they're going to bring us joy and satisfaction. All right? So maybe not a physical, meet a physical need, but they're things like um, that we covet, like maybe like a new car. Maybe it's a, a four-door black Toyota Tacoma with black rims, six-inch lift. Uh, that's my dream car, by the way. And I'm not even a car guy. Like I don't know about stuff under the hood or any of that, but I just look at that, and I'm like, man, that's, that's a nice-looking truck. If I get that, I'll be doing good. right? That's the, that's the mentality I'm talking about, where we look to things that they will actually satisfy us and make us feel better about ourselves and boost our egos and all this other stuff. So it might be it might be a job or a um, you know a, a something of status like a title that you're going after things like that um, that you see and you're and you're wanting and you're coveting maybe it's um, I was thinking of that commercial uh, where all the guys are sitting around in their driveway with their lawnmowers and they're kind of like comparing each others like who has the best lawnmower you guys know the commercial I don't even know what it, what it's about, but it popped into my mind it's like we're looking at other people and what they have to have the nicest grass on the block or whatever, or the biggest mower. Like, it's such a silly thing, but people do that. right? Um, so that next one, it says the pride of life. So this is a hard one. This is, uh, this is things that, that boost our ego and make us feel better about ourselves. Some of that other stuff does too, but this is like, um, yeah, this is things that we can boast about. Places we've been, you know, Things we've accomplished, even like degrees, like saying that I have a degree in kinesiology, like I can be like, oh, that makes me feel special or whatever, but like it really doesn't, you know? Like, or getting in the next degree or the next degree or climbing the ladder of success and getting to a certain point where you think that that's gonna make you fully satisfied, and it's not, right? You're just gonna be on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Um, as a kind of example of this, uh, this popped into my mind. <laughs> Uh, a couple days ago, we were uh, at our house playing with um, my little niece. She's a year and a half. And she came over. She's at that really fun age where she's learning a lot of things very quickly and just, like, super fun to be around. Um, and so we moved kind of the furniture around, and she's learning to do cartwheels or uh, not really even cartwheels yet. Uh, what are they called? Somersaults, yes, those things. Um, so she puts her, you know, hands and head on the ground and butt up in the air, but she can't really do the motion yet so she still needs help from somebody else to like do the roll motion so you know people are helping her she does it she rolls over and then she looks around and she waits and what is she waiting for Aww. applause right she's waiting for us to recognize what she did and i see this and i watch her face light up as we all clap and cheer oh how sweet how cute you know and i was just I was blown away, because I'm like, we're still doing that. <laughs> like, we do that ourselves as grown people. We do these things in our life, these little tricks. No, not tricks. Little uh, accomplishments or, you know, we work towards things, and then we look around, and we're like, all right, I need some applause. I need some uh, validation. I need some people to recognize what I've done, right? Social media probably makes this so much worse. But we're, we're you know, it's the pride of life. It's like it's like we want to puff up our chest and and, and talk about how great we are and what we've done and what we've accomplished you know I was also thinking about how I spend a lot of times with teenagers and teenagers do this so much and it's funny how I'm using like kids and teenagers as an example for us because we're kinda like training them to do this eventually But you know I'm hanging out with teenagers and they're always like boasting about the the places they've been it's like oh I went to this amusement park oh I, I did that two years ago when I was seven it's like okay well we went our family did this vacation we've gone here and like we already did that and it's like they're always comparing yourself to other people to like make themselves feel better and cooler and like you know that I've already done this it's not as big of a deal right so we see this all the time in life um, but three things lust of the flesh lust of the eyes pride of life and what do they do they distract us. They pull us away. And they're not from God. They're from the world. It's this worldly mindset. And John is warning us to not love these things, the things of the world and this uh, mindset and perspective, to not count on it, um, to not go to it for our satisfaction. Um, and he's reminding us that, you know, God, God is the one that can satisfy completely. Um, and so it's, it's really just like, for me, it's a, it's a warning and a reminder to, again, loosen up our grip on anything in life that's, that's trapping us and, and pulling us down this path away from God. Um, because we are, we are the monkey with our hand in the jar. Like, that's, that's us, if you didn't catch that at the beginning. You know, that's us, and the world has us, right? This whole message is about um, our heart. It's a battle for our heart. And, and um, God wants our heart. He wants our full devotion. He wants our loyalty. You know, how silly would it be if, if you were going to, uh, if you're about to get married and, and you're, you're on the altar and about to do the whole, you know, go through the whole ceremony and you're saying to your, your, your future wife or husband how, how much you love them and how valuable they are and, and you're saying... You just you you love them so much, but then you have to stop and pause and you say, But I, I have three other girlfriends that I'm devoted to. I have all this other stuff that I love. And so I'm saying I love you, but I love all this other stuff too. Like how how heartbreaking is that, right? But that's what we do with God. He's saying he wants our full love, full heart, full attention, our devotion, and yet we turn to all these other things in this world you know to bring us that joy and there's some very strong words in the bible you know about that when we when we go to other things and that's going to probably take me down a a different path but um, the point is God is jealous for us he's jealous for our hearts he's jealous for our attention right we cannot love the world and God the same one will one will always have our hearts and so the challenge is how do we get to the place of loving God with everything we have John talks about it. Jesus talks about it. It's all through the Bible. Um, I, want to, I want to talk about Solomon real quick. You guys know about Solomon in the Bible? Wisest man to ever live. He pursued everything, and he, he got it all, and this is what he said. Let's pull up that uh, Ecclesiastes verses. This is a longer one. Who can get this one? Thank you. So if, if you read the book, it's kind of a downer book, right? It's talking about how all this stuff is meaningless, but, man, he had everything, everything. And at the end of his life, he's like, you know, what's it worth? It's meaningless. It's like chasing the wind. You know, put that in your mind and just think about what that looks like. Imagine, a, a, you know, a kid trying to chase the wind and grab it, right? You, you can't do it. You can't get a hold of it. It's just this never-ending cycle, you know. So when we when we look to the world for satisfaction and fulfillment, it's like we're just chasing after the wind, just running and running and running. But what's cool about Ecclesiastes is that if you keep going, it ends on a much better note. I can read this one; it's short. It says, and I, this is the uh, NLT translation for these verses. They just, I feel like they really kind of make me understand it, so that's why I'm using it. It says, that's the whole story. Here now is my final conclusion. After the entire book of what he's just said, he says, fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. To fear God and obey his commands. Well, what, what are his commands? What, what does God want from us? Love. Love. What does Jesus say? Let's go to that verse. This is when uh, they're asking Jesus, like, what's the greatest commandment? And he says, love, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That's what God's asking for us. That's what his will is, that we would love him first, put him above anything else in this world. Any shiny, fancy things out there that we think are going to give us, you know, make us happy and make us feel... Uh, Valuable, like they're all fading. If we go back to the the verse, 1 John verses. um, Man, I got a strong glare here. Uh, The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Everything in this world is passing away. Everything. I lived in Colorado Springs for 12 years. And I would look up at Pikes Peak, 14,000 foot mountain, every single day for 12 years. You can't avoid this thing you guys been there? Nobody's been to Colorado Springs? Seriously? Okay, a couple of people. It's a big mountain. Um, and it was a, always a reminder to me, like even that mountain is coming down. This huge mountain that just is a monster and just we can't get away from when we live in this city. It's beautiful. That thing is slowly coming down. This world is fading and falling apart, right? We get new cars. And what happens the moment we drive a car off the lot? Yeah, it drops in value immediately, right? You lose money, tires start to wear, brakes start to go out, it starts to rust. That Toyota Tacoma, it's going to be a pile of rust at some point. That thing that I would love to drive and would make me feel so cool and good about myself, at some point it's just going to be a pile of junk. The world and its desires pass away. You know, this life is short and it's precious and we have, you know, we don't even know how much time we have on this earth, on this world, in this, you know, system we live in. So, you know, we can't fall in love with the things around us. We need to be reminded of 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 life and how fleeting it is. Um, this, this week is the... I knew I shouldn't have brought this up. It's uh, 12 years since my mom passed away. Bad example. <laughs> uh, right? We go, to, we go to funerals. They remind us of life and how precious it is. And why do we fall in love with the things around us? That are shiny and look cool or you know or fun or even ideas like we said of status and like we chase all these things and they're they're meaningless you know it's it's about relationships guys it's about relationship with with God, it's about relationships with other people over and over through the this book first John that's what he's telling us, and um the reminder today is that you know things in this life distract us, just like that banana, right? Things in this life pull us away from God, and we need to do a, a heart check, a reality check, like today. What has our hearts? You know, what has our full hearts and devotion? Is it God? Is it God and Jesus, his son, who loves us? Or is it, you know, things of this world that are falling apart and fading, and rusting, and breaking down? You know, it's it's such a good reminder, and I know it's a challenge, like, it's, it's a huge challenge because, you know, we live in this world, and there's, you know, all around us, it's like, you've got to have this and this and this. The new, the new iPhone's probably coming out. Is it? I don't know. Probably is. There's probably the 2021 version of the Toyota Tacoma already out. There's, you know, this is never-ending thing. And society show, tells us, and the world tells us, all this is going to make us happy, and it's not. It's going to leave us empty and searching. And then Jesus says very clearly, like, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And that's kind of what I want to um, end with. And I, I want us to wrestle with this, you know, in this last little bit of worship this week. Like, really, guys, like, give, give God your full heart, your full loyalty, your full devotion, and allow Him to, to take away the things of the world that are distracting you. You know, whether it's money, whether it's, a car, or a house, or maybe it's a relationship. Allow him to to you know ask him to like loosen up your grip on those things. You know, ask him to change your heart and and, and give you a good perspective of what's really important in this world. And so, um, let me just read that uh, verse from Jesus again. I think that's probably the best way to stop. Um, you want to put that one up? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind greatest commandment right so let me pray for us and i really do i really do want you guys to wrestle with this stuff i know i am and and i we say it a lot if you guys want prayer or are struggling like that's why we're here when i say that like nobody nobody really comes to pray or sends me an email or but i'm i'm telling you guys like we evan and i we're available to like walk with you through this you know and we want to we be there if people are struggling with any of this stuff. And so I encourage you guys to reach out. Um, you know, again, it's a, it's a relationship with God, but then a relationship with other people. And we're always talking about community and how important that is. So plug in. You know, that's where you're going to find fellowship and help to, to navigate through these crazy times we live in and this world that uh, can so easily trap us and, and, and pull us away. So let me pray. Father, God, thank you so much for your love. Thank you for giving us life, Lord. I'm just reminded right now that we didn't do anything to, to wake up today, Lord. You, you breathed life into us, God. You filled our lungs, and, and so that's why we can give our heart to you, Lord, because you're so good and you've done so much for us, Lord. I pray that today we just count our blessings and know that you love us so much and you've done so much for us, and in return, Lord, I pray we give you our hearts, our lives. Our devotion, and so, if there's anybody here to today that's struggling with that, who's who's torn between the world, Lord, and you, I pray that they will reach out for help. I pray that you will just make yourself known in a huge way, Lord. They'll feel your presence, and they'll be drawn to you, Lord. So I thank you for gathering us together and for the worship and a time to to just evaluate our lives and look at where we're at, and um, I pray we'd be changed when we when we leave this place today, and we'd be more like you.